Hello and welcome to today's session. We begin on page number 121 of Nightwalkers and Mystery Mongers by Carl Sagan. So today I'll be covering in this recording what uh, I had planned to teach you during the class. So let's begin. Page number 121, first paragraph. Precognitive dreams are typical of claims made on the boundary of or the edge of science. Now I'll be reading from the text and explaining also. So I hope you'll follow. So let me explain this. So whatever we term as precognitive dreams are uh, those claims uh, which are uh, considered to be on the border of science. That is, it is not fully scientific, but at the same time to prove it as non-scientific is a challenge. Now, an amazing assertion is made, something out of the ordinary, marvelous or awesome or at least not tedious. So when somebody is actually asserting that, um, you know, they have had a precognitive experience, uh, it will be kind of extraordinary, it will be incredible and a wonderful experience also. And uh, it will not be tedious, tedious meaning boring or, you know, uh, very hard to understand. It survives superficial scrutiny by lay people and sometimes more detailed study and more impressive endorsement by celebrities and scientists. So when somebody is actually making a claim about precognitive uh, you know, dreams, uh, ordinary people will not actually scrutinize it or examine it uh, too much in detail. But sometimes uh, more detailed study and uh, endorsements by celebrities and scientists will uh, be required and sometimes done also. Those who accept the validity of the assertion resist all attempts at conventional explanation. So those who say that this particular pre-cognitive experience is true, they will always resist uh, you know, any um, uh, method of uh, explaining itself. Uh, so this is to assert that what we are claiming is true. Okay. The most important, oh, sorry, the most common correct explanations are of two sorts. One is conscious fraud, usually by those with a financial interest in the outcome. Those who accept the phenomena have been bamboozled. So, uh, usually there are two kinds of explanations. The first one is conscious fraud. That is, a person is trying to trick us by um, having a financial motive in uh, the whole thing. And uh, those who accept uh, their phenomena and uh, say that, yes, that is a precognitive experience, then those people have been bamboozled or they have been mystified or confused. Okay. Other explanation often applies when the phenomena are uncommonly subtle and complex, when nature is more intricate than we have guessed, when deeper study is required for understanding. See, the other kind of explanation is when, you know, uh, this kind of phenomena is uh, very deep and very complicated. And it is so uh, complicated that we cannot simply guess. Uh, because we have to do deeper analysis to understand what is really behind it. Many precognitive dreams fit the second explanation. So, uh, Carl Sagan is actually saying that, you know, majority of the precognitive dreams uh, usually fit uh, this particular category. Okay. So, here very often we bamboozle ourselves. I make a distinction between those who perpetrate and promote uh, borderline belief systems and those who accept them. So, Carl Sagan is saying that, you know, uh, when we are uh, becoming victims uh, and we are, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, saying that, you know, uh, it requires a great deal of uh, study and explanation, but we do not do, uh, do that, then we are actually kind of mystifying ourselves. 
and uh, Carl Sagan says that there is uh, those who actually bring or uh, promote such kind of uh, borderline belief systems and there are those who kind of um, simply accept everything that uh, these people claim. The latter, latter meaning the people who accept are often taken by the novelty of the systems and the feeling of insight and grandeur they provide. These are in fact scientific attitudes and scientific goals. So the people who accept are uh, kind of you know accepting it because of uh, uh, the uh, kind of uh, um, you know feeling that this uh, experience provides them. This is totally new and uh, they feel that you know there is a deeper insight and a great elegance which such a occurrence is providing. But uh, uh, Carl Sagan is saying that you know what is really required is scientific attitude and scientific goal. Okay, you uh, the person who is analyzing it must have these uh, you know scientific temper. It is easy to imagine extraterrestrial visitors who are uh, like human beings flew space uh, vehicles and even airplanes like our own and taught our ancestor civilization. So Carl Sagan says that it is easy for us to simply imagine, you know, that we have visitors from other planets or other solar systems and who may look like human beings and who come, uh, you know, uh, flying uh, space vehicles and um, uh, come riding in airplanes like uh, the ones that we have. And uh, even the theory about, you know, these aliens coming and teaching the aliens, uh, well, that is also kind of, you know, very interesting. So, uh, this does not strain our imaginative powers overly. Overly means extremely. It doesn't actually kind of tire us and is sufficiently similar to familiar Western religious stories to seem comfortable. Uh, so, uh, what is being said is, see, um, when we listen to uh, extraterrestrial visitors from other planets, it is kind of, you know, engaging our fancy. Uh, it isn't easy uh, uh, for uh, a scientist but it is easy for a common man okay so it is also kind of you know in the case of common man it is similar to the western religious stories for example when we consider the christian uh, concept in as uh, said in the bible adam and eve uh, they were created by god and lived in the garden of eden and uh, when they uh, went against uh, the dictums of god god actually banished them from the garden of eden and then they found themselves landed upon uh, this planet Earth. Okay, so again, uh, you know, that is a kind of uh, religious story which is uh, quite comfortable and easy to accept. The search for Martian microbes of exotic biochemistry or for interstellar radio messages from intelligent beings biologically very dissimilar is more difficult to grasp and not as comforting. So, um, see. If you are a scientist and if you are looking for small microorganisms of having exotic biochemical uh, reactions inside uh, and these microorganisms are uh, from Mars, then the study is actually very complicated. And all for interstellar radio messages from intelligent beings biologically very dissimilar is more difficult to grasp and not as comforting. Now suppose we are studying about, you know, uh, interplanetary radio messages which are sent from intelligent uh, creatures, you know, who are biologically very, very different from human beings, then such things are actually much more difficult to understand and not really that comfortable also for us to accept. The former view is widely pervade and available, the latter much less so. 
so the first view when we consider you know stories about uh, aliens visiting is actually uh, much more uh, you know uh, popular and available and the scientific study is actually not really accessible to ordinary man also yet i think many of those excited by the idea of ancient astronauts are motivated by a sincere scientific and occasionally religious feelings now see uh when we consider about the visit of uh, ancient astronauts from other planets we are uh, kind of you know compelled by a very sincere and scientific feeling that you know such a thing should happen there is a vast untapped popular interest in deepest scientific questions see everyone is actually interested in what is really taking place in scientific uh, arena and uh, there is a great deal of you know untapped or undiscovered interest in such uh, scientific experimentation for for many people the shoddily thought out doctrines of borderline science are the closest approximation to comprehensible science uh, readily available so uh, see uh, most of the people are kind of you know excited by scientific experimentation so the shoddily means not really carefully thought out uh, you know theories about borderline science and uh, precognitive dreams and telekinesis and other things they are the closest approximation they are the closest possible to uh, the scientific achievements that we have so the popularity of borderline science is a rebuke to the schools the press and commercial television for their sparse and unimaginative and ineffective efforts at science education and to our scientists for doing so little to popularize our subject now karl sagan is actually telling a truth okay so he says if borderline science or things like parapsychology and other things are very popular then that is a rebuke or a rebuke meaning a scolding for schools and the media and commercial television programs because um they have uh, you know kind of uh, always uh, portrayed uh, very uh, you know boring and uh, very few uh, and unimaginative um, and uh, not at all effective uh, things uh, called as science education so science education hasn't brought about the proper results and to us scientists for doing so little to popularize our subject so um he says carl sagan is owning up for all the scientists saying that we scientists are at fault because we haven't done enough to make science interesting okay so that is one mistake he is actually pointing out flying saucers or ufos are well known to almost everyone but seeing a strange light in the sky does not mean that we are being visited by beings from planet venus or a distant galaxy named spectra now he's coming to very interesting topic called ufo ufo or flying saucer ufo is unidentified flying object okay that is uh, if we see a shape in the sky we might wonder it might be an alien ship and so on that is a ufo okay so flying saucers or uh, ufos are very common uh, and quite known to everybody especially in the united states of america but when you see a very strange light in the sky it doesn't mean that we are actually kind of you know having aliens come from planet venus or uh, maybe from a distant galaxy um, you know with the name spectra so he is giving an explanation now so this is interesting it might for example be an automobile headlight reflected off a high altitude cloud or a flight of luminescent insects or an unconventional aircraft 
or a conventional aircraft with an unconventional lighting pattern such as high intensity searchlights used for meteorological observations now uh, this is actually getting interesting okay so he says mm, see when you see a light in the sky it needn't be a spaceship or aliens it can be from you know the headlight of uh, a car or uh, a truck which could be reflected onto a very high altitude cloud and it might look like a spaceship okay or it could be a flight flight means group of luminescent luminous means self illuminated okay bright uh, insects with light of its own or an it could be an unconventional aircraft it could be you know a, a scientific aircraft which is experimental or it could be a conventional aircraft uh, with an unconventional lighting pattern okay so uh, it could be a regular aircraft but with a different kind of lighting pattern so usually lighting patterns will have red and uh, yellow and white kind of light and it might actually be in a sequential manner but um, in a in a conventional aircraft they can go for a different lighting pattern so uh, such as high intensity searchlight used for meteorological observations so suppose the conventional aircraft is going to study the climate or the weather condition of the meteorological department then they might use something like high intensity searchlight so such light can also be taken to be ufo or flying saucer i hope you understood this there are also a number of cases closer encounters with some highish index numeral where one or two people claim to have been taken abroad an alien ship prodded and probed with unconventional medical instruments and released so um see there are number of uh, you know um, ufo sightings and close encounters which people say that you know uh, they have had so some highish index numeral means uh, people actually claim that you know this many people have been taken okay so where one or two people claim to have been taken abroad in alien spaceship so they say that they have been carried into a spaceship uh, and they have been prodded that is their body has been penetrated and probed studied with unconventional medical instruments and release they have been uh, you know observed and experimented with and then they have been released back to the earth but in these cases we have only the unsubstantiated testimony no matter how heartfelt and seemingly sincere of one or two people but there is a problem in this people say that they have been taken by aliens but there is not enough you know evidence unsubstantiated te- testimony means there is not enough evidence so there might be very uh, you know sincere and heartfelt kind of testimony but uh, they might even seem sincere but this is actually limited to one or two people not uh, many have actually such you know testimonials to the best of my knowledge there are no instances out of the hundreds of thousands of ufo reports filed since 1947 not a single one in which many people independently and reliably report a close encounter with what is clearly an alien space uh, craft now see uh, he is saying that uh, carl sagan is a uh, you know astrophysicist and and uh, a, a senior uh, you know researcher at nasa so he says that from the years of his knowledge of his experience there are no instances he hasn't had such a proof at all that out of the hundreds of thousands of ufo reports filed since 1947 now ever since that period there have been lots of ufo sightings 
not a single one not a single one means not even one case is valid in which many people independently and reliably report a close encounter a close encounter meaning that is they have had a very close uh, kind of uh, meeting with uh, you know the alien uh, spacecraft okay so um with what is clearly an alien spacecraft so not um, you know lots of uh, sightings are there but not single evidence is there to corroborate or prove that such a thing has happened okay not only is there an absence of good anecdotal evidence there is no physical evidence either that is see um, if uh, say a person a is saying that they have been taken by an alien ship there should be there should be a person b or c to uh, prove that uh, such an anecdote or an incident has happened and there should be evidence also and there should be physical evidence like a photograph or a video uh, clip or maybe the presence of other people um, at the vicinity but such a thing is not there our laboratories are very sophisticated so he says nasa labs are actually very very uh, you know um, uh, very uh, sophisticated and uh, really equipped with very uh, very costly and accurate uh, equipment a product of alien manufacture might readily be identified as such so if somebody has actually come from the other planet and if an alien has uh, you know inserted something to the body then it would be identified by the lab in nasa yet no one has ever turned up even a small fragment of an alien spacecraft that has passed any such physical test much less the logbook of a starship captain so nobody has actually brought even a small piece of an alien spacecraft okay and uh, forget uh, the logbook logbook means uh, the activity of you know uh, a captain who uh, came from you know um, a, a space aircraft such a thing has not been possible no evidence is there it is for these reasons that in 1977 nasa declined an invitation from the executive office of the president to undertake a serious investigation of ufo reports when hoaxes and mere anecdotes are excluded there seems to be nothing left to study now carl sagan says that you know in 1977 NASA was given an invitation from uh, the uh, White House okay so uh, there was an invitation from the executive office of the president of USA and uh, they requested that they should actually look into the serious investigation of UFO reports but NASA did not take up this challenge because there was no evidence as such no evidence at all when hoaxes hoaxes meaning tricks and mere anecdotes mere anecdotes meaning mere stories are excluded there seems to be nothing left to study there is no evidence to study to prove that there is uh, there has been you know ufo sightings so um i have come to the uh, end of page number 122 i will take on uh, one more paragraph which is the first paragraph on page number 123 and stop once i spied a bright hovering ufo and pointing it out to some friends in a restaurant soon find myself in the midst of a throng of patrons waitresses cooks and proprietors milling about on the sidewalk pointing to the sky with fingers and forks and making gasps of astonishment now carl sagan is giving us a, a very interesting thing okay uh, once he was in a restaurant with in the company of friends and uh, he happens to look up and see a very bright and you know uh, a vibrating piece of uh, aircraft up in the sky 
and he thinks it is a hovering ufo okay he shows it to his friends and uh, very soon he under, he realizes not he and his friends but a whole group of people who have come to the uh, restaurant the patrons and uh, all the people who work there like waitresses cooks and the proprietors proprietors means the owners of uh, that restaurant they are milling about they are moving in circles on the sidewalk okay they are so excited and what are they doing they are pointing up into the sky with fingers and uh, forks uh, and making gasps of astonishment so uh, see it's a funny scene all of them are standing on the sidewalk and they are pointing to the sky some are pointing with fingers and others are pointing with forks uh, now fork is what they had used to eat uh, inside the restaurant in the excitement they carry the forks with them and now they are pointing up into the sky using the fork okay so uh, all along they were actually very excited and they were uh, very surprised also people were somewhere between delighted and awestruck you see the mood of the uh, uh, the crowd people are you know very very happy and at the same time they are awestruck awestruck meaning they are surprised they are dumbfounded but when i returned with a pair of binoculars which clearly showed the ufo to be an unconventional aircraft a nasa weather plane as it uh, later turned out there was uniform disappointment so carl sagan is actually starting it and ending it also he goes and gets a pair of binoculars okay and he looks at the ufo now after looking the ufo he understands it is just an unconventional aircraft it is an aircraft of a different shape and different uh, utility and uh, later he understands that it was a nasa weather plane it was a airplane used by nasa to study the weather okay so when he finds out using the binocular that it was an unconventional human aircraft uh the people gathered there well they were disappointed there was uniform disappointment everybody was equally disappointed okay some felt embarrassed at uh the public exposure of their credulity so after the incident some were actually kind of feeling very awkward because um uh because they had opened up and shown that you know they can believe anything so they had kind of publicly exposed their uh, you know innocence by believing it immediately now others were simply disappointed at the evaporation of a good story something out of the ordinary a visitor from another world now see the other group of people were they uh, why they were disappointed is because you know they had you know the prospect of uh, sharing a good story but all of a sudden that good story had totally vanished evaporated something out of the ordinary so an extraordinary good story is disappearing okay it vanishes poof it vanishes a visitor from another world so all you know they had expected that it could be a visitor from another world but what happened is it wasn't any visitor or anything it was just you know a a, a plain disappointment okay so um uh, now uh this is where i stop i have stopped on page number 123 the end of the first paragraph and uh, that's it from me now you will have to listen to this recording uh, uh while looking into the copy of your textbook and um, you can hear it as many times as possible if you got any other, uh, any other doubts you may contact me all right so then have a nice day goodbye